Welcome to One Weird Trick, a podcast giving advice for better living. Your hosts, Aaron and Cecily, have zero legal, medical, or psychological qualifications to give advice. Please consider any advice you receive from them as being from well-meaning, but human and imperfect friends. Please consult actual professionals for any serious legal, medical, or mental help you may need. And now, here's Cecily and Aaron. Welcome to One Weird Trick, the show where we exchange tips and tricks among ourselves and with you, the listener, on how we can not just survive, but thrive. We want to thrive in our natural environments. I'm your host, Aaron. And I am Cecily. And we got a great show for you today. First up, I'm going to talk about amateur therapy. Then, Cecily wants to share a weird trick about being a good listener. After that, speaking of amateur therapy, we're going to be opening up the old OWT at SwizzBowl.com mailbag and see... What people want to talk about. First up, I want to talk about amateur therapy. Um, And I hope the professional therapists listening to this don't cringe too hard and I don't get anything wrong. If so, OWT at SwizzBull.com and we'll talk about it. But lately, I've had an epiphany about things like Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, AA or other forms of therapy like that, group therapy that might not be guided by a mental health professional. Because I don't I don't I can't remember if I talked about this in the podcast. I thought I did. But before all this COVID stuff started, I talked about going to out on the one for friends and family. Um, The the thing that motivated me to go is because a good friend kind of surprised me with the fact that they were having a, a substance abuse problem, a drinking problem. And they asked me what they should do. And I realized, fuck, man, I don't. No, I got zero experience with this whole thing. So that night I looked up uh, online and found an Al-Anon meeting that I could attend. And they gave me a lot of literature and brochures. And walking out of that first meeting, I felt 500% more equipped to help my friend and process my own feelings about what was going on. And I continued to, to attend those meetings for a few months on a weekly basis. And then COVID happened. And everything kind of fell apart because like things were moving online and the groups are kind of, uh, you know, prohibited for or not prohibited, but canceled for the near future. And I was scared, didn't know what to do. Uh, but now that things are kind of settling in, I'm looking to get back into it through like online meetings is now these groups have all set up different online meeting options. And I want to explore other kinds of groups, uh, which I'll talk about in a second. So I guess the first question is when you're talking about amateur therapy, which is what this AA group style therapy, any kind of like trauma therapy based on you know essentially, you know, amateur led self led groups, are they as good as having a dedicated therapist with the backing of a good psychologist? No. And I would I'd never make that claim. But I also don't think it's 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 worthless because this is the epiphany I had. It's kind of like um, physical health, right? Personal fitness. Let's say you want to strengthen your body, lose weight, be more active. You know, the best way to do that would be to act like someone who just landed a major lead role in a Marvel movie, right? You go hire your personal trainer, use professional equipment, you get a nutritionist, you maybe even hire a cook to cook you nothing but tasty meals that are high in protein and low in carbs and fat. Maybe you see a doctor to prescribe performance enhancers and supplements and monitor your other health signs and make sure you're doing everything just right. But, you know, 99.9% of us would be fucked if that was our only hope of getting, you know, physically healthier, right? Because while that absolutely works, and I'm sure we'd agree it's the best way. I mean, look at Chris Pratt's body in Parks and Rec. Look at it in Guardians of the Galaxy. Look at Scarlett Johansson's ass. 
you can't argue with the results. Look at Mac and Always Sunny the last three seasons. That shit works. You know, it's it's absolutely the if you want to become a paragon of health, do it that way. But then on the other end of the scale, you've got like just sitting on the couch, eating chips and binge drinking or, or not binge drinking, binge watching TV and thinking, hey, you know, tomorrow, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get up a little early. I'm going to do some push ups first thing in the morning. You know, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but it's just really easy to get up in the morning. You feel like shit. You don't do anything. You're back on the couch. You're eating chips. Oh, my God. I'm another half pound heavier. What's something in between that? Well, maybe you could call like a buddy, right? And invite them to work out with you. And now you've got a support system. You got someone that you're accountable to. Someone that's planning on meeting you tomorrow to do those isolated push-ups or whatever. Or, or maybe... Better yet, you go and join the local YMCA and you sign up for yoga led by a volunteer instructor. Now you got a class full of people that's going to miss you when you're gone and ask about you and encourage you, help you with your form. It's a long ways off from that ideal personal trainer, nutritionist and professional high tech gym equipment, etc. But you're doing it with other people. You're keeping each other accountable and motivated, and that's far better than just sitting on the couch and sighing wistfully about the human wreckage that your decrepit body is becoming on a day-by-day basis. So yeah, you, you can work out by yourself. You can do simple exercises at home. You can invest in a home gym. You can do a couch to 5K routine by yourself without involving any other person, but it's so much harder. And I feel like support groups like AA, Al-Anon, Smart Recovery, Many others like them operate on these same principles. It's not as good as a dedicated therapist and a psychologist and all that kind of stuff, but it's better than nothing. And it's much better than trying to just kind of white knuckle an intense situation completely alone. And they also are widely available. They're extremely affordable. In many cases, they don't cost you anything. Perhaps you they'll ask you to throw a couple bucks in on a volunteer basis and like a basket at the front of the group. Uh, but those are always voluntary and they're not even expected from first time attendees or, or new new attendees. And a word of caution, I think you have to be smart about this. Like um, there are, you know, cults out there like Scientology, for example, that like to set up groups like these to snare vulnerable people, just like, you know, on the side of the personal health. There's so many people willing to sell snake oil and quick fix solutions to weight loss and other health problems, right? I mean, there's whole industries around this to trick and fool you. But if you stick with the well-known groups, research them, um, go to a meeting, you know, go to a meeting or two and see if they click. And if they don't, you can try a different group or you can try the same outfit with a, you know, just a different, uh, a different group meeting under those same kind of uh, rules and stuff. So, Pre-COVID, I was going to Al-Anon, but I am switching to Smart Recovery, uh, the Smart Recovery Friends and Family Program. And it's because AA is based on like, you know, the 12 steps are based on a spiritual understanding, a God of your own understanding that you're powerless before uh, your addiction. And what I really was attracted to uh, a smart recovery, and this was recommended by another friend of mine who had a, a drinking problem and experienced a lot of success with them, is that they based uh, smart recovery is based more on like science and uh, uh, techniques Therapeutic techniques like uh, this, the rational emotive behavioral therapy, which I did some research on over the weekend, 
And it turns out that's an early forerunner to like cognitive behavioral therapy, which I've used with two other therapists and I've had a lot of success with. So I'm excited. Um, I was also delighted to see there's just tons of groups that are meeting on all kinds of different days and nights in Cincinnati. They all are now operating online through very well-organized online Zoom networks. All the literature that I needed was available for free, either through Kindle Unlimited or my local library. Um, and they're not super expensive. You just want to outright buy them either. I think the the the, the main coursework manual is like nine bucks or something. So I also, when I was looking around for smart recovery, I found that there's other groups um, that are in the 12 step family and other families that deal with like depression and anxiety, like emotions uh, anonymous. Um, and again, you know, if you have good health insurance and you have access to good mental health resources in your area, absolutely start there. And if you don't know where to start with that, as we've said before, you know, if you don't know where to start, you got insurance, start with a primary care physician, tell them what you're feeling, what your problems are, and they can point you in the direction of a therapist or someplace, a network that can help you. But if you're like many people and you don't have great insurance and you don't have easy access to mental health care, I think these group options are absolutely better than just just trying to go it alone. Just like it's better to sign up for a group or a yoga group or whatever, the, you know, a running group. Um, it's much better to do it with other people. And there's just so many online options now doing, uh, due to this coronavirus baloney. Um, that I, I imagine are great for people who can't get out, you know, because they have uh, physical limitations or even emotional limitations, or they're in rural areas where they might have to drive a real far away to get to on a, a group. Well, now all, almost all of these are doing online for the duration of COVID. So it's a great way to get started. What do you got to lose? So that's my one weird trick. If you're struggling with something, uh, see if you can find an online group near you or online uh, to start helping uh, and, and not try to white knuckle that thing alone. Well, that is an excellent segue into my topic, which is listening skills. What? I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to join a group like this, or if you want to be a support system for people that you are around, then this is for you. How about supporting your partner's attempts at humor? Do you have any tips for that? You are not being a very good listener right now. <laughs> I'm illustrating the, the uh, opposite well, side. <laughs> I like to think that I am a pretty good listener. In fact, you know, most Americans, not maybe just not Americans, most people do. About 80% of people, just like their driving skills, are going to say that they are much better at it than they actually are. Sometimes I do fall into the habit of wanting to speak to give my opinion, you know, listening just to wait for your turn to speak or even worse, someone is sharing something personal that I myself have experienced and I mm. can't wait to jump in, tell them my experience and hope that solves their, their problem. Listen, I already went through this and here's exactly what you should do. That's not great. Because we're the same people, same background, same emotional states, same experiences. Right. What worked for me will work for you. Have you ever been on the receiving end of that well-meaning advice? And you're probably thinking that the person you're speaking to didn't really listen to you just because you went through something similar. It doesn't mean that they know how it feels to be you right here, right now. So let's work on our listening skills. 
if someone wants to talk, be it a personal story, sharing a funny antidote, complaining about their day, then congratulations. That person already trusts you enough to see you as a confidant. If it's part of your work and you need to work with a co-worker or attend that big meeting, this applies to you too. So let's try not to screw this up. First of all, being a good listener might not involve saying anything, but that doesn't mean silence. You don't have to be a master at giving advice, but good listeners always leave the speaker feeling encouraged, supported, heard, and seen. It's natural to want to take someone's frustrations away from them by providing solutions and asking follow-up clarification questions. But if someone just wants to speak, those questions and solutions can be distracting and it derails them. There are absolutely times when a person will seek your advice and you should expect them to say as much. Things like, how should I handle this? Or what would you do? Or have you ever experienced this? Part of being a good listener is picking up on those clues. Or even just asking them when they're finished, what can I do? Maybe they just want a hug. That's always nice. So set up a time after a vaccine is distributed to deliver on that. (laughs) (laughs) Or Uh, we can recommend a level two Tyvek suit with full (laughs) respiration system to deliver those clinical, uh, clinical level two safety regulation (laughs) hugs. Uh, However, feedback is welcome. This shows them you're listening. Follow, uh, you know, follow up with a, oh my God, that's so sad. I'm so sorry. Or or even something like, "Mm mm-hmm. If you're on the phone, then they know you're engaged without interrupting you. Remove any barriers to making that person feel heard. Sure, maybe you can scroll Twitter and listen at the same time. I know I can definitely watch Netflix and play on my computer and my phone at the same time. (laughs) But the person that's speaking doesn't have that confidence when they want to be heard. Maintain eye contact if you can, because your body language communicates without needing words. Nodding while they're speaking, making the appropriate facial expressions, uh, don't have your arms crossed. (laughs) That's a hostile maneuver. Put any distractions away and give them your full attention. If something shiny catches your eye, ignore it. Screen everything else out because you're in listening mode now, baby. I'm so bad at that because <laughs> I, I greatly overestimate my ability to multitask. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an, I'm, I, I really show my ass sometimes on this stuff. <laughs> I'm listening intently. <laughs> right now you I'm are? I'm taking notes, yeah. <laughs> okay. What if the person speaking is saying something you don't like? Well, try to keep your mind open and reserve judgment. They broke up with their spouse by cheating. Resist the urge to say, you idiot. Try not to jump to conclusions about them or their situation. You might disagree, but you're still in listening mode. Sometimes when people are just talking or venting, uh, you know, a free flow from brain to mouth, they will misspeak or not exactly formulate their thoughts in the best way. Try not to interrupt or correct them. Just listen with the best intentions. On the other hand, a person could be telling you a very boring story, but it's important to them and it's important to them to share it with you. So one weird trick to stay focused instead of nodding off is to paint a picture in your head like some people do when they're reading. Imagine the scenes and playing out and visualize the story. That really helps you keep engaged. Finally, only when necessary. Summarize what was discussed. 
if a if it's a business meeting and you need to follow up, make sure you restate before you end the expectations and the agreements. Yes, I'll have that TPS report on your desk by four. Or have you just discussed dinner? Then reminding your dinner partner that you'll have the chicken defrosted by the time they get home is great. Repetition also helps you commit things to memory. If you've been listening and you repeat what was said, then you won't have a panic attack when you hear the car pull up in the driveway and the chicken is still hard as a rock in the freezer. (laughs) If it's a more personal conversation, then now would be the time for those follow-up questions. And that's, those are my weird tricks to being a better listener. Aaron, have you learned anything? I I hope so. I hope so. Because like, that's the thing I just got to, it's, it's, because what I find is a lot of times when people come to like uh, talk to me, I'm in the middle of something and it's hard for me to I I feel like my consciousness is like a fucking glacier. Like once it gets run, it, it's it's hard to get the move in the first place. But once it starts moving, it's like hard to redirect. And uh, especially when I'm dealing with people I really care about, like you and Jim and Jack, I really need to almost I, I got good at this at my workplace. I would literally like push away from my desk. I had it set to where people would petition me to kind of like my right. I could like push away and literally rotate 90 degrees like a ship's gun battery towards them. And that completely divorced me from what I was doing at my workstation and whatnot. Um, But that's the things I struggle. It's like if I'm playing a video game or something and someone's like, hey, can we talk? I'm like, I just need to be like, you know what? Either say, can we talk in 15 minutes or pause the game and put the controller down and shut off the TV um, because because uh, it, it's stuff I really struggle with. But yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uh, try to implement this stuff, and uh, you, you can report back to the audience how well I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think their audience can tell for themselves. So now we're going to transition to the advice segment. If you have a problem, if you need advice, if you would like to vent. If you'd like to comment on any of our weird tricks that we've shared or share one with the community, you can do that by sending in an email to OWT, that stands for One Weird Trick, at swizzbold.com, OWT at swizzbold.com. Remember, we'll only use your name if you specifically request us to, else we'll make up a clever name to amuse ourselves, or feel free to suggest a clever anonymous name of your own. First up, the lint-free barkeep writes in and says... (laughs) I know I'm a bit late on this, but my podcast listening schedule is way behind for 2020 reasons. That's just Same. a blanket catch-all. You know, you can show up late for work. You can miss your child's birth. Just in these trying it's 2020 times, is an excuse for anything. In these trying times, I have been unable to send my Lint-based email. Uh, I wanted to recommend, the Lint-Free Barkeep says, I wanted to recommend to everyone, uh, especially to the person who's drying dishes. You remember this person that had a little little issue about tr- uh, getting their child involved with drying dishes, yes. but their husband is a lintophobe. If there is a, a atom of lint in a cup, he's going to get asbestos or popcorn lung, and it's going to kill him. <laughs> He's very concerned about that. <laughs> uh, but he wanted to recommend to everyone to try out the kind of bar towels they use in restaurants. Ones like this. And he, he linked to an Amazon listing for utopian towels and kitchen bar cleaning uh, uh, cloths. Uh, you can buy them in like a industrial size uh, bag or like 15. They're very low cost, it seems. How much are they paying you? I, he says it's not an affiliate link and I believe him. Uh, but they said that uh, they switched the bar towels in their home a few years back and it's been great. They're very similar in absorption to the microfiber ones uh, that I think you and I recommended. And they don't leave lint or streaks or anything. Actually, you know what? We just bought these for our own home. 
Those Did big, we? Yeah, those big towels out there. We found a pack at Sam's Club and tried them oh, out. Oh, that's what those are. Okay. Uh-huh. I, they, wish, they I wish. I wish we could wonders. find something like that for like a, a washcloth. You know, like a like a, a, a one foot by one foot one. Because those take are one, cut it up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, maybe I should. Um, Indiana style. <laughs> Uh, but they're similar absorption to microfiber ones. They don't leave lint or streaks or anything. Plus, they come in huge packs for cheap, so we're able to cut down on our paper towel usage. If you have a local restaurant supply place and you want to support them, they should have them. Or just searching bar towel or bar mop on the evil Amazon website. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for that tip. That's great. Um, and uh, hopefully that'll help with the, the lint war going uh, raging in families across the United States. <laughs> yeah, I love that we're giving people advice on how to how to better utilize child labor here. Yeah, yeah, big fan of myself. <laughs> Who's more evil? It reminds me, I got I to gotta remind my 13-year-old to get out there and mow the damn lawn. <laughs> Speaking of questionable morals, <laughs> our next emailer is the Craig's, Craigslist pimp. Oh, yeah. That's a mouthful. Bet they get that a lot. They have a specialty <laughs> listing for that. <laughs> Mouthfuls are an extra charge for sure. Craigslist Pimp writes, Hi, when I listened to the episode where the person with no sexual experience asked for advice, I thought of another option. What if they hired a sex worker? They could probably find a discreet, safe professional that could give them that experience without the fear fear of failure or shaming. It is harder now. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> that there have been changes to the Craigslist rules that make things less safe for sex workers but the internet is a big broad world wow lots of jokes in here <laughs> yeah i um craigslist is one specific place but mm-hmm. there's lots of resources if you are interested in looking for safe sex work have you found any because like i i, I haven't particularly looked for myself no um and i guess like because i my my feeling with the um, the virgin that we were talking with before, the person with the, the lack of sexual experience was that I, I felt that they were kind of even shy from like a one night stand. And I feel like in terms of like, you know, specialness or even, you know, whether it's deserved or not social stigma or, or, you know, esteem tied to the event that like seeing a professional sex worker is, you know, like that times 10. So I don't know if it would help them in that case. Um, I do know there's like things like sexual surrogates that are like sexual therapists that also engage in sex in certain circumstances. Um, I, that might be something to check out. I don't know. Like, I feel like that I read a lot of r slash sex um, and I, this is something that's commonly um suggested to people but also it's something that the people requesting it don't necessarily that's not what they're wanting to hear um, right yeah some people just don't have the money to spend yeah i mean <laughs> to also, try to form an intimate sexual relationship yeah, a, a quality sex worker is going to cost you you know upwards of hundreds of dollars uh and you know there's i also wonder like um would that make them feel prepared to take on another like yo you've dealt with a professional um i also wonder like is is there like an unrealistic expectation if you go to someone who's professionally having sex with people and then you go and you have sex with someone who's only been with a partner or two um and you know, maybe they're awkward and fumbly and the, their first time because you know most first sexual encounters are not like you know uh dream love affair. I mean, that happens from time to time when you get the sexual chemistry just right and everything's super compatible. But a lot of times anyone's first sexual encounter with anyone is going to be a little awkward and weird. So, um, but yeah, like if that's something people are comfortable with um, and I think also like 
you got a better luck if you live in a larger metro area. You know, if you live out in the sticks, finding a good sec, you know, you don't want to drive to the local truck stop and, you know, see see what the open Wi-Fi is advertising. Hey, we're uh, not making any assumptions about the quality of sex workers anywhere. I'm going to because I see the, you know, the like uh, the quality of showers, for example, at these facilities. Have I can you- make some assumptions based on the the denizens of the lot. But uh <laughs> <laughs> the lot community. The lot community. <laughs> the, the the may or may not be reptilian of some sort. You know, might be a pleasing alliteration. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm curious to see if uh, what other people think about that, uh, or if there's any experiences that people have losing their virginity to a professional sex worker and how that turned out for them. Yeah. This next one is from Empty Toy Box. Mm. And they write, Hello, love the show. The lube breakdown in a recent episode was especially informative. I need counsel in the following areas. I need advice on sex toys for me and my wife. We've got standard fare, vibrators, plain old dildo, flashlight, but don't really know where to expand from there. We were pretty vanilla, but wouldn't mind spicing it up. What is the best place to get sex toys online? We live in a smallish Texas town with no sex shops or anything like that. So all of our previous toys have come from online shopping. I think Adam and Eve and maybe Amazon. Any places you recommend? Um, boy, yeah, like you said, uh, I got uh, I, I got a lot of a lot of things I could recommend. Uh, I, I guess. First of all, like I think Adam and Eve, like uh, I've certainly ordered stuff from Adam and Eve, and lately I've gotten a lot of stuff off of. Amazon. It's not a lot. It's it not a like lot. I, yeah, it's not like I got boxes coming in all the time. Uh, because, you know, here's the thing. It sounds like you've got your basic needs covered. Mm-hmm. You got like, uh, you got everything that you need to interface with all of your protrusions and all of your crevices <laughs> and do so in several different techniques. Like it's, it, that's, that's, that's a, you've covered a lot of basics and a lot of bases. Because uh, if you got a, you know, good dildo, vibrator, fleshlight, you're fully equipped to pleasure each other, right? So you got to figure out what are you looking to do from here? Um, you know, because mm-hmm. basic stuff is like combine those things with w- what you've got, and what you're already doing. Like, have you tried having your wife ride you cowboy while she puts a vibe on her clit? That's a lot of fun. Right. Or do you need like the vibrator for fun times and then like industrial vibrator for times when it's harder? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like, you know, do you want the the, the different types of strings of vibrations? Have you tried letting her use the the flashlight on you while she kisses your neck or maybe whispers some dirty things in your ears or licks your nipples? Um but but going through those like kind of like basic combinations, uh, you know, obviously, uh, if you want to, you, you, there's there's things they, she can do with the dildo to you. If you want to uh, experiment with the prostate stimulation and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you going on from there, you know, you got to decide like, are we wanting the role play scenario? Are we wanting to like experiment with different sensations? Uh, do we want to play with like power dynamics and exchanges, stuff like that? Because you want to try some new holes to play with. Just exactly. Um, although before I move on, there is a new breed of clit pleasing tools clit that pleasing clit pleasing tools, C L I T pleasing tools that have been developed. Like it's not every day that a new sex toy gets invented. And in the last two years, these things have kind of like uh, swept the market and they go by different brands. Like the first one was called, Somewhat unfortunately, the womanizer. 
<laughs> but they've had follow-ups now. There's a competing product called the Satisfier, which is, I think, you know, better than Womanizer. Um, and so then, are these essentially like the same model of thing? They're the same type. And I'll like, describe here in a minute. Okay. There's also one called the Lilo Sona. And Lilo's a pretty well-respected, you know, fem- female first vibe company. But all these toys work by combining some sort of light suction effect with a vibration effect. And if you read the reviews on these damn things... They're explosive. Literally. Like, like, like some women complain that they're almost too effective. Like you're being forced to come by some brutal machine overlord, which, <laughs> you know, if you, if you got a Sarah Connor fetish, maybe that's what you're into. Or if you like if you I've also heard that women that find it hard to uh, come from like traditional, like even direct clitoral stimulations like these things are the key to unlock the box metaphorically and literally. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to play with multiple orgasms, you got someone that's got a particular hard time getting off, it might be worth checking out. The Satisfier is particularly affordable. Like mo- the Womanizer is almost 200 fucking dollars. It's offensively named and it's offensively priced, but the <laughs> the <laughs> but the Satisfier is like 50 bucks and you know, you can try that and be like, is this good? Do I want, you know, is 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 this working for me? I am um, looking at the Lilo website right now and it comes with a free face mask. it's called the new normal bundle interesting um they're all all three of these options are rechargeable and fully waterproof which you know obviously is nice but vibrating robotic clit suckers aside you know what do you want to do do you want to experiment with different sensations you know you can do like hot and cold play by taking your dildo soaking it in a sink full of very hot water for 15 minutes or so let that really just soak into the latex or the silicone and see what that does for you alternatively you can place it in the fridge for the same amount of time to experiment with cold play i've heard of people i don't want chris martin in my bedroom (laughs) chris martin who's he's the lead singer of cold play oh (laughs) um you so you i almost did that britney spears womanizer song (laughs) you know it's like we're musically inclined in this episode um, but then some people like, you know, the classic uh, ice cube trailing over your body. When it gets down to a sliver, you can poke it in the nearest orifice. Um, uh, I've also heard of people like, you know, dripping hot wax from candles. Like if you want those like this, those sharp sensations. Um, as far as places to buy, um, I really like lovehoney.com. I've been using them a lot and they have a lot. They have like um you know, like free shipping if you order over $50 and they have just a wide variety of everything from vanilla to like specific BDSM type tastes. Uh, and then I, I, so so moving forward, like, first of all, you got ex- all the things we practiced and talked about before, you know, open communication, safe words. But if you want to try other things, if you want to start the, the role playing and the experiential stuff. Um, one thing is to invest in like some nipple suckers. And they make all kinds of varieties of these of different intensities. But like the, the basic ones are essentially like those old, you know, in the old Boy Scout kits, you had a snake bite kit and it's like, oh, you got to you got to suck the poison out. And they had these little rubber bulbs. They're just like that. They're just a rubber bulb. You squeeze them. It displaces the air. You moisten the skin that you want to attach it to. You let it go and it sucks that part of skin. And then you can kind of pull them off for an interesting sensation or you can leave them on for a few minutes, which will engorge that area with blood. Um, and make it swell, which, you know, if you're talking about nipples or clits or things like that, that's kind of visually interesting. And then the sensation uh, that you get after playing with that. You can also attach it, I suppose, to a male's frenulum, that little sensitive part in front of their their penis. 
um, if, if you want to like experiment with that. Uh, so that can be a turn on too, and they're cheap. Like you can get a three pack uh, to cover all the bases for ten bucks. Um, bondage tying each other up—that's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and there's ways you can do it that's like visually fun. For example, Google uh, basic shibari s h i b a r i rope harness or dress, and it's essentially just a really intricate way to sexually tie up your partner to accentuate their their sexy bits. And it doesn't really restrain them. It's just kind of like almost a piece of homemade lingerie. And, um, you know, it's got some visual appeal. And if you're the one being tied, it's, you know, feeling these soft ropes kind of slide over your skin and circle your body. Your partner's focused personal attention to you can kind of get those ASMR tingles going. Uh, Your partner's skill with their hands as they're doing this stuff is, is very exciting. And there's so many tutorials on YouTube if you search for this to show you exactly how to do the ties and all that kind of stuff. And and the basic like rope harness is like dead simple to do. And you know that can open you to all kinds of uh, avenues because there's more complicated forms where you could put like an extra little knot that can hold a vibrator against a certain part of a body for a certain amount of time. And all you need really is 50 feet of good quality nylon rope from a hardware store. So it's real easy to get started. Um, but you know, obviously if you go much beyond this, you start, you know, getting into serious ties or God forbid suspension play. God forbid. I was saying do your fucking research. We don't kink shame here. Yeah, no, no, but, but do your research because anytime you start to restrict circulation or you get gravity involved, you might, you want to have things like surgical shears so you can quickly get people out of rope safely. Um, and you want to really know what you're doing, but, the, but that's a good place to kind of get started. Restraint systems. They have really great restraint system for like 30 bucks that like go between your mattress and your box spring. It's like essentially a big nylon uh, strap X with buckles at the end that you can attach wrist and ankle restraints that these kits usually come with. And they're available for like 30 bucks. And it's really fun and discreet. You can take it to, you know, if you got kids around and this is like you can't turn your bedroom into a sexual gym, I can relate. <laughs> these things are portable. They, they You can take them to a hotel, a resort, and they're very easy to set up and they're strong like i'm six foot two 250 pounds i'm not strong enough to (laughs) to taco up a whole king size mattress for example (laughs) you know like they're going to restrain you and they they're very easy they're they're, the basic ones are like made out of soft latex and like velcro so it's not like super crazy to get people in and out you don't have to fucking lock shit um but that's fun because then you can start playing with power exchanges for example like maybe your wife wants to restrain you to the bed and use that flashlight flashlight use that flashlight just beat you just shit out even the d cell <laughs> now that you're all tied up that's right that's right <laughs> just just really getting some impact play with a mag light no uh use that flashlight on you <laughs> um use that flashlight on you edge you make you really squirm keep you on that edge for as long as she wants you're not in control she is uh or vice versa obviously and you can then, you know, add blindfolds to the mix, earphones, uh, earmuffs, so that you, the, the person can't see or hear what's about to happen to them. But, you know, obviously, you got to communicate your limits. You got to talk about what you want. You got to have a safe word. So if anything gets scary or weird, because you never know. And and also, um, you never a good sense of humor, because like, you don't ever when I say you never know. Some things that sound hot in your head, like when you actually try to implement them because your body doesn't bend that way or because you're not as strong or flexible as you thought or you're not as experienced as you thought. 
uh, or, or it's just an awkward, you know, juxtaposition of parts and stuff. Uh, things can go ridic- go from like super sexy and hot to ridiculous, and you need to be able to laugh with each other right. uh, without killing the mood or like killing the desire to experiment and without making people feel like they'd screwed up or bad because no one. You know, no one's you, you go beyond like vanilla sex to something more exotic. No one's going to be the pro at that on their first try. Right. So. Right. And also like with the ties and stuff like, oh, it's really sexy for that focused attention, that skill. You're not going to know what you're doing at first. It's like tying a necktie times 10. Mm-hmm. So and unless you invest in like a fucking dress form or a mannequin to practice on, you're going to have a lot of awkward fumbling. <laughs> now you're going into that sex dungeon territory. Yeah, exactly. We're right back in a sex dungeon. Um, so, uh, which <laughs> happens also, to be where we're broadcasting from. Next tip, invest in a sex dungeon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> false walls, uh, combination locks, trap doors under rugs, s- soundproof, uh, soundproofing. <laughs> uh, you can do, get up to all kinds of shit and the kids will never know. Um, but I think the, the tip is to figure out kind of like what are you trying to do? And also, like, in terms of role playing, like, you can kind of test it out with, like, if you want to try tying each other up, maybe start whispering that stuff in your ear before you do it. Like, the next time you're having sex, it's like, I want to tie you this fucking bed, do whatever I want. And is that hot? You know, and then you can kind of explore that and start small, start cheap. You know, don't go investing in some $500 patent leather you know, Red Room of Pain. Uh, what was that fucking movie? Fifty Shades, 50 Shades of Bullshit. Of <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't need to invest in like the high, the high grade stuff. Just, just stick with the the latex and the the cheap Velcro stuff. And if you like it, you know what to upgrade, right? Um, yeah. If that lights a fire, you, you can always get something that's more effective or sexy or intensifies whatever thing you're trying to get to. Uh, what do you got? You got any? Any no, ideas? I'm pretty sure you've covered all the bases here. Oh, uh, yeah, all the bases. Where's where's the the non base? Uh, yeah. My only suggestion is if you see something, some kind of style of sex toy that you like, then search, try to find that, and then you can you know stumble upon all kinds of different sites and places where you can find sex toys. Um, for example. Aaron gave you three recommendations for the what was it called? The electro clit the electro clit thing. Yeah, you go to those websites, look into that, and you'll just see all kinds of different options and things. Yeah, yeah. But Amazon's a great place. Like they're like the Amazon thing is, is not a great place anymore. It's it's not a great place. They're a <laughs> bunch of assholes, and they're probably destroying the economy. But. But they do uh, offer fast shipping and discreet packaging. <laughs> You're not going to get like a tilto shaped package from Amazon. It's going to be a square rectangle with a smile. It's going it. to come vibrating in the box. Yeah. I appreciate about Love Honey too. They're very discreet. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the big places are Adam and Eve. You know they they know they know they know they're shipping to they know con- culturally conservative areas, and they don't want the. <laughs> Uh, you know the, the the giant dildo ball shaped packages sitting on the front porch because you know obviously the neighbors will steal them. Obviously, they know what you got going on over there. <laughs> They've uh, heard the podcast. They know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that should get things. You know, obviously there's a lot of other un un uh, uncovered ground, but that's that's a pretty good intro, I think. Yeah, it's more yeah. than more than a pretty good intro. And if anyone else has any, because um, I, I like Love Honey because again, I think the shipping is reasonable. They got a really wide selection. They use good materials. They have well, what I really like about it is they have videos of like an actual model, like 
because you know it's like um latex and silicone come in all kinds of different grades from like hard as concrete to like floppy as a brand new twizzler you know and like if what do you want to do with it you know uh and like they have like a model that like takes it out of the package and like demonstrates like how big it is in relation to a hand and how flexible it is and you know how strong the vibrations are they have like a little 30 to 60 second demo for most of their stuff which i think is really cool uh they have a lot of useful user reviews i think um because uh, like a lot of the amazon reviews are kind of garbage but uh if, if you got any other suggestions for other companies or like international companies for international folks, send those in to OWT at Swizzbull.com. OWT at SexDungeon.com. Oot at, <laughs> at Swizzbull.com. All right. That's it for this week. It's my new safe word. Oot. Oot. <laughs> <laughs> That'll stop all, That'll the, stop all everything. the sexy in its tracks. Knock it dead. Stop it in its tracks. <laughs> Uh, Aaron will be back for another three right turns next week, and we will be back together in two weeks for another oat. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any feedback for us or have any questions for weird tricks, uh, let me take that again. Petition to call semen oat milk. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any feedback for us or have any requests for weird tricks to improve your life, love, and happiness, email us at oats at swizzbowl.com. That is spelled O W T at swizzbowl.com. Mm-hmm. We're on all of social media at swizzbowl as well. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We could not do this without you. You can become a patron if you're not already at patreon.com slash I especially want to thank all of our Fred Level patrons by name now. Angelo Morano, Arvind Rao, Jenny, Brandon DeVito, Laura Luthi, Mark Hahn, Byron Rasmussen, George P. Burdell, Greg Rasp, James Taylor, Jared Harrelman, Lisa Singleton, Jordan Hoyt, and Kira Grusho. You can also find Swizzbold themed merch at merch.swizzbold.com. You know, we need to get, we need to get a, our own like sex toy line. I was thinking like a, a an oat themed womanizer. <laughs> <laughs> the new women the womanizer pro oat. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll find that find that shortly. Subscribe to patreon.com and you'll get a discount. They're waterproof, so if you have a one wet toy, <laughs> oat. It's yeah. I think there's there's some branding there. We need An to workshop it for your WAP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to workshop it. Yeah, We're, we got something there though. Uh, finally, Aaron, Jim, and I do monthly live streams for our supporters on Patreon. You can join our Patreon page to get in on that action. You just missed our last one, but you can find it and all of our past streams there. Again, that's on Patreon.com/slash Swizzbold. They're very politicky. We need to we need to get some oat. We need to get some oat up in there. Some oat people get 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 sexy it up. I know. Some so, some people show up with a head of steam every week. Yeah, yeah. We need to get those the the fifty foot of soft nylon cord from Home Depot and tie tie up some of these monthly streams. See what happens. <laughs> Try a little auto erotic asphyxiation live <laughs> on our streams. Pour some love, honey, on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just coat, liberally coat the, the liberally coat the monthly stream with some oat. 
That's it. That's all we got. Yeah, I, we're done. We're spent. We have climax. We're gasping here. We're gonna go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, we are. We'll be back. We're, we're gonna go fetch a pack of boat uh, of. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go fetch a pack of oat smokes. We'll be right back. Promise. In two weeks. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.